Hello and welcome to Where the Living Room Used to Be, a podcast about Rhode Island's music scene. Hey everyone, it's James. On this special edition episode, I sit down with vocalist Evan Warren and drummer Devin McGrath from Alley Trash to talk about the history of the band and some of their key influences. Plus, we get into their latest release, New Failures, that just came out, and you're going to want to listen to the end to hear about a couple of very cool things that they have in the works as well. So, I hope you enjoy, and definitely make sure to check out their EP release show on September 4th at the Bristol VFW which has an incredible lineup of Rhode Island and Massachusetts bands that you'll hear more about in this episode. Thanks. How did your band start? Like, how did you guys get together and then start playing music? Ironically, like, Devin and I, and Jake, like, I moved up here, um, or just to New England in general, probably like five or six years ago now from Georgia. Um, I'm originally from North Carolina, but when I moved up there, like we had kind of gotten in touch over something like just literally just a Craigslist ad, like I'm just looking <laughs> to play fucking music. And okay, for I mean, like for lack of trying, we just couldn't get our our shit together, or they couldn't get their shit together. Or I couldn't, or and then we I know for sure they couldn't find a bassist, and just it was wasn't sure about yeah, the whole genre. Bad. Yeah, it was like way too many. It just wasn't working. We didn't. We never even met outside of emails i don't think maybe even like two or oh, three wow. emails yeah, yeah. yeah and then like i think like um like two yeah two years later jake like reached out again via email and was like mm-hmm. without devin he was like hey man yeah. uh are you still looking for like a band to be a vocalist for i remember your vocal style and i've got a different thing going on now that i think you'd be better suited for and i've got a mm-hmm. drummer and i've got a bassist and i was like fuck yeah 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 so that was when i was living in providence um jake is in uh, jake our guitarist is in uh, cranston uh and uh ironically he's in devon's electron i'm in vermont now post pandemic so you know oh okay yeah wow. i make You're a like, fucking yeah, so out. now we are i didn't <laughs> used to be i was literally on federal hill in between broadway and atwell so i yeah uh, yeah I have like fierce, fierce love for Rhode Island and um, and and Providence in general. Uh, I mm-hmm. miss daily, but uh, anyway, I so our original drummer was Will Porter, um, uh, who's still a super dear friend. He'll be at our release show on Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to Will. Yeah, <laughs> shout out fucking Will. Um, uh, he's a he's super sweet guy. Um, he'll be running door for part of the day, so uh, oh, okay, uh, nice. Don't don't fuck with him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, yeah. he really is the sweetest he's super funny uh, and a super talented drummer he wrote um, most of the drum parts for the first EP um, mm-hmm. Cement Waits for No Man and um, uh, he even recorded like the scratch drum tracks I think and then mm-hmm. Devin came through or we just kind of like got to like a building point where we're practicing pretty heavily Then uh, our original bassist um uh was uh is jake's brother and mm-hmm. you know we're we're like let's go let's go let's go let's record show show shows this is obviously pre-pandemic just trying to do as much as we can and yep. uh it kind of just uh gets to the point where will was like i think i he was about to graduate school so he's trying to finish school really hard 
and very career focused dude. Still super, he plays in bands still, just didn't have the time we needed at that time. Yep. And Jake was like, do you remember that dude who uh, we were going to start a band with? He's available now. And I was <laughs> like, bring him in. And then, yeah, Jake showed me Devin's work, uh, like his solo work. And then he showed me like his stuff mm-hmm. with Nile. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's a no brainer. Fucking throw that in there immediately. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that's, that's kind of, that was it. I mean, we, we cranked that out, shot that out. And, um, as soon as we released that, Devin was pretty much already in the band. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, every live show has been played with Devin. Um, we'll get the ball rolling, but Devin's definitely, you know, uh, essentially our, our main drummer. You know, we haven't, we haven't I came really. in and finalized everything. <laughs> uh, can you talk about, uh, what your experience was, Devin, coming into the bands and, and playing some of those early shows and, and what that was like? I mean, I remember seeing you did some stuff at like News Cafe and, and things like that. And you're yeah. kind of connected with the, um, you know, the, that, that crew illuminate my heart, my darling records and stuff like that, you know? So like what? What's, um, what was that like for you? Yeah, we, uh, we initially started, you know, trying to get the ball rolling like right away. And we had like started getting shows lined uh, up and it was yeah. going wicked great. Um, yeah. And then, you know, after like, I think we managed to get three shows in before the pandemic hit and we had like two, at least two more lined up. Is that right, Evan? I think we had four and then we had two more four. lined up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we were we were ready to do uh, what we're doing now, uh, like a year yeah. and a half ago for sure. But it was like it was a strong uh, send off for sure. But mm-hmm. the pandemic got in the way, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a struggle for for so many. But uh, yeah, so when you did the first EP, Cement Weights for No Man. How did that come about? Like, where was that recorded? Um, and because that came out about a, a year or so, like right after the band. So it seemed like you guys were uh, it came out, to get stuff together and I, get it released. Yeah, we didn't want to like, we didn't want to exist. I, it always sucks. Like, it doesn't suck. Like, do what you want to do when you start a band. But I always, uh, the, the like, this band exists. Hey, we have music coming is like, it makes me just want to die inside. Not not watching <laughs> it happen, anxious, but you're just like, yeah. Oh yeah, my god, I would. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be into that. Um, so yeah, and Jake felt the same way. Um, mm-hmm. And he writes, uh, he writes ninety nine percent of what we do. I would say, like, okay, musically speaking, um, and then or skeletorally speaking, I should say, not even musically yeah. speaking, because I, you know, obviously all the vocal parts are me. Um, uh, up until just recently, uh, all the bass parts were, were um, Ben, and then mm-hmm. all the drum parts are obviously Devin, but Jake certainly constructs the skeleton of what we end up doing. Um, yeah. So his, And then, the, uh, right, leading right into the other part of that, Jake records everything, or did record everything for Cement Weights for No Man, um, except okay. for the drums. I think Devin did on like an electronic kit or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so it was cool. Like, I Devin, in a little bit on yeah, he like essentially just re-recorded the st- scratch tracks that Will had done on an electronic oh, okay. set from his place in Webster, and they literally just like s- meshed the files together, and it was wow. it was honestly like it was uh, almost uh, kind of looking forward to to the pandemic, the way that people would like write stuff and send stuff to each other, and yeah, yeah, I had mm-hmm. kind of just 
I was kind of blown away that we were able to do that and, and shit it out the way that we we did. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's and then the second time around, Jake recorded uh, uh, or Devin recorded actually probably most of the sessions. Um, yeah, it kind of swapped. <laughs> yeah, kind of swapped. Like I would say, Jake probably like could take like a engineering and producing credit, and and, and oh, for sure. take like and yeah, actually both both share that. But yeah, it was like. It was it was a good yeah, double duty and it was it was it was a really it's it's easy to do everything in the house like we haven't even really discussed like only in like dream scenarios like of, of like what if like producers to go with because yeah. we we feel at least I feel hyper confident in what both Jake and Devin can do and we're all comfortable mm-hmm. in a studio setting so we like we know what has to be done. Mm-hmm. So that that first EP was done in by Jake like in. In a studio, in, a, or in, his, in, in, in his fucking house, trash house. In his house, yeah. <laughs> trash house. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> his place. Uh, he has a house, uh, like a like a, a house in Cranston that's just like a multi-level home, um, you know. And he uh, he has the top two floors, and the top floor it's all changing now, but top floor was kind of just where he recorded all the tracks and everything. And then the oh vocals. wow, okay, yeah, yeah. I can't even remember where I did vocals now. Did I do them with you, Devin? Uh, no, 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 nope. yeah. no, no, air, no air conditioning. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always nice. Yeah. But yeah, you don't want air conditioning buzz in the background. Yes, you I do. Have it, you know, no, you want... <laughs> it has like a droniness to it. You know, you no, want it just makes like me sound it. harsher. makes me sound <laughs> like I'm a better vocalist than I am. So I just, yeah. I want that little, that little edge. Well, I, I mean, I think you're an incredible vocalist. I mean, that's one of the things Thank I you. want to talk about, um, which, I mean, we can kind of get into the new EP, but, like, you leave nothing behind from what I hear, you know? Like, you just kind of put it out there, like, especially with Son of the South, like, the the end of the EP, like, it sounds like you're just shredding your vocal cords that they are just you know like and it's an incredible thing and and it's as a as a fan and and uh of it it's just it's a cool thing to just see a band and you know well i'll talk about your live show that you just don't leave anything behind like you're not going at this like all right well you know we'll go 50 percent with this or we're, we can kind of hit this level it's just like we're giving everything that we can we're putting out this right re- like if my vocal cords sound like they're gonna just snap at the end of this song then good you know like that's what I- so i appreciate uh, that but um but you can give like at least like my vocal performances on both like you can give a lot of credit to jake on that again um he's a real uh not, he's not even a perfectionist so just he's just good at pushing at least pushing okay. me. Like in what way? Like just having just do it again, or even kind of yep. like yeah. Another, that. yeah, just do it again, and just to have another take, just to compare. Yeah, and then to do. He always pushed for weird shit, and I, I don't always resist, but I want to. You know, you always want to stay in your comfort range of like mm-hmm. what you know you're really good at, and you know, I don't know that I'm really good at what I know I'm good at, but I know what I'm my my like little my alley is um so you know i uh yeah it happens a lot and it's embarrassing um uh we'd be right up the alley yeah yeah. anyway so uh the um but yeah he pushes me in that way but then like there's certain like like i can i can like cite two things for that that kind of like ending specifically like in that push that we kind of give and we kind of always lean forward in that way or try to 
is one, like when I was younger, I remember being like a, a sophomore in high school or a freshman in high school. And obviously the chariots like a big influence on us. Um, I spent 10 years in Georgia. I'm from North Carolina, like I said. Um, so they're, they're huge influence on our songwriting. And uh, Josh is certainly a massive influence as a vocalist. Um, I was lucky to see their first tour and uh, one of their last two shows. Um, and I remember being really obviously impressionable and hearing um, just a, a, like a almost like a cautionary mythical tale of like how they had recorded their first album at Glow in the Dark just all live. And uh-huh. and but it was like a we, I knew who Norman Jean was. And I was like, you can't do that fucking live and like get it right. And I, you know, I heard that and I, and I heard the record, everything he's breathing. Uh, and I was like, what, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> um, and then you fast forward like six months later and I'm in Jacksonville, Florida and I get to catch full first tour like while I'm down there like my cousin was friends with the guys in Evergreen Terrace like that whole uh-huh. early metalcore scene was literally like what I was growing up with and then even like weird shit like the dude from Yellow Card the vocalist was like the next door neighbor like that whole Florida South scene like shaped like what a lot of what I do Poison the okay. Well is a huge influence on yeah yeah I definitely hear that yeah yeah yeah, I've, th- that's a that's a really really even like the like uh, Derek stuff like sleigh bells I listen to constantly constantly just those tones yeah. really you can hear all those southern influences. My dad he grew up was down the street from all the dudes in Leonard Skinner who grandma cut their hair for, for a trade of an upright piano like uh, that's definitely like all. Yeah, I'll tell you everything. We're gonna save like the good stuff. You have to jump on a podcast to learn these things about your best friends. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely right. No, like yeah, that 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 push, that push is definitely Jake. Some of that influence, and like as far as newer stuff goes, we're obviously big fans of like Converge. Mm -hmm. They always push so hard, and uh, moving up here, I can honestly say there's way too many pieces of like Converge merch uh, at the house here at my apartment. Um, to say that they weren't like a big reason for me moving to New England in general. Um, mm-hmm. And then super lately that uh, yeah, Chase Mason from Gatekeeper, like already I was a big fan of what he was doing, but then their newest album, just his, I mean, he's octaves all over the place as a, as a harsh vocalist, uh, screaming vocalist. He's, he's really impressive to listen to. Mm-hmm. Well, Devin, what, what would you uh, say some of your influences are since they've kind of, come out i mean like it it's it, you're playing on the on the new ep is, is fantastic i mean at least what i really kind of honed in on is a lot of your like kick drum work um is pretty on point and uh just the variations that you kind of have with that uh like small little things like i, I play drums so i always focus on that stuff but um you know nice. Kudos to you I, on all that work. You know, if you're listening to this and just a fan of drums, like check out the EP just to listen to the drums. You know, like fuck Evan, but just listen to the drums. But like, you know, like it's uh, it's it's awesome what you've what you've done. Like, there's just these like small little wrinkles that you kind of throw in. Um, so yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit more of your story and who, um, you know, helped influence you to this point. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I, I grew up with a dad who played drums and who had, uh, played, uh, in cover bands like in the seventies and the eighties and stuff like that. So my dad is a big influence to uh, my drumming. He's yeah. like the whole reason why I play now. Um, but like I listen to like a lot of like technical stuff for like, yeah. 
uh, metal, a lot of like gent, but like also like deathcore and like metalcore. I I would say I grew up on like hard rock and the grunge era. That was like yeah. really where things got started for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So um, I have a, a wide range of like uh, you know, stuff that my dad would listen to that like I would listen to growing up, and then like mm-hmm. kind of my own taste of like when I started getting into harder rock and then like harder metal and then like crazy beat down stuff and death core and all that shit. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah. I gotta, I gotta tip my hats to the classic drummers too. Like, uh, you know, obviously Neil Peart, rest in peace. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all the way back to the Beatles, just because, you know, they were the first ones doing it. And, uh, you know, pave the path for everybody else. Shut the fuck up. Just I mean, <laughs> garbage coming out of your mouth about the Beatles. <laughs> Ringo Starr, bro. <laughs> Ringo, Ringo anal starfish. Fuck that dude. Fuck, fuck Ringo Starr. <laughs> fuck all that. I, I, hope, I hope we lose fans over me hating the Beatles. I hope to God. Because I don't want them. Oh, <laughs> But yeah, a wide variety of influences for sure. But my my dad being the biggest one. That's cool, man. That's a cool experience to have, you know, and being able to follow in his footsteps and deliver on that stuff too, you know. Like uh, not everyone gets to do that or even kind of take it to that that next level. I mean, you guys are doing some pretty incredible things and seem like you're just have a, a, a wide net of, of fans and friends. You're playing shows. You know, up in yeah, Central Mass, and um, you know, just down here in Rhode Island, and just doing a lot of stuff. You know, uh, it's, yeah, the Central Mass thing, like, is like one of the definitely one of the main reasons that if we have if we're riding any kind of a little wave right now. Um, shout out to everybody in Central Massachusetts. Like, we're a hundred percent like you could call us just a New England band, but we certainly. I think we had a friend recently tell us to like we should definitely claim Worcester as home, but I. I firmly hold like we're we're certainly a Rhode Island band. Um, mm-hmm. Rhode Island's known for like its power violence and um, hardcore, and we definitely have like a lot of hardcore influences. And every now and then, you may like smell power violence and like a fart from us, but like there's like definitely mostly metalcore, and I, there's there's certainly metalcores and metalcore bands that were like prominent from Providence, but the genre has kind of gotten inundated in like a dad rock kind of way, like sometimes and it kind of gets shat on and you're like no hang on this can be taken seriously so there have been times like where people ask us to describe what we sound like and we we said it's like two weeks ago it's like 2003 in an alternate timeline like pretend fallout boy didn't happen pretend like my chemical romance didn't i love both those bands really just like every like everything kind of like was on this precipice like even like census fail like we've even talked about covering that band like a hundred percent. Um, yeah. uh, everything was like on this weird precipice where people could like, where metal could go insanely mainstream again. And I guess it did like, you know, Slipknot obviously is massive now. Bands like Ghost been able to get huge, but like there was a weird point where like, I thought like really harsh, like hardcore was going to be like in the limelight. And it was like, like follow up boy and census fail were damn close to that. That was, you know, you go back to those early records and those are super heavy, but certainly super accessible to like 
super preppy kids that you would see like in high school and shit like that. Mm-hmm. They would they'd be wearing like a follow-up poster. And you're like, well, you know, I mean, if they go back, you know, and they look at Arma Angelus, whatever the fuck he wins has been, you know, and then he shows up like on Ethan Ray record later, like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, it, it's it's certainly we wanted to like leave a positive mark. We want to leave a positive mark on that genre and not let it kind of go by the wayside. And, um, it's certainly all I listen to. Not all, but you know, it's why we're kind of doing this. Devin's obviously into the genre, but his his tech death influencers influences are so much fun. It's very end kind of like from uh, Will Putney, his project, like kind of like metallic hardcore, I guess. Or yeah, that seems like a more appropriate turn of phrase. Like metalcore was like the bad version, or just like the skip grip, yeah, kill switch, always- engage. But like. <laughs> yeah, fast forward two decades or one decade, and then you get metallic hardcore. So, like, you kind of just switch it around. But that definitely has more. We even like we have some like thrashy influences to us. I won't say we're a thrash uh-huh. band, but like, it's when kids say we sounded like Drain. Like, fucking thank you. But Jesus Christ, I never thought we would sound like Drain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, labels are always super tough to to put on things. And yeah, I mean, I'm, if I mention one, my girlfriend's like, shut the, shut, shut the fuck up, no label. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, She's right. She's a hundred percent right. <laughs> but yeah, especially when those things and they evolve and they do make it into a more mainstream thing, then that can change the complexion of of what it is. You know, I listened to a ton of emo in the like late nineties or and and like that when it became like popular on television, it kind of changed what it meant to listen to Sunny Day Real Estate and the get up kids and early records and stuff like that. You know? Combat so, kid that we, we cite wake the dead all the time. is like a seminal fucking track to like, that's the bar. Like if you can do it that catchy, like I know like being heavy is like one thing, but, but writing a catchy song, I just, I just was watching like a Lord interview where she was like, it's so much harder to write something everyone is into. And yeah, like, and I don't want to like be a every person fan, but like, to be able to cast a wide net while being in like a mm-hmm. very specific genre, that's the shit I'm into. Yeah. But I think, you know, one thing that, that comes to mind is that, I mean, that, that first EP is fantastic. It was something that I heard the first 10 seconds of it and it completely like drew me in um, more than anything, probably of like recent memory of like, who is this band? I need to listen to this and, and got you. really into it. But the new EP, New Failures, it, it seems like you're taking it to another level. At like this, like the song structures seem to have more variations to them. That there is a, some different like elements that you're pulling in. That the like the with even within the song, you know, that it like a part, you know, doesn't. It's not in the the normal structure of like here's verse, chorus, verse in a sense that they'll just be these other, um, you know. It's a lot. The EP seems like it has a lot of faster parts in it, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that it, it, you're hitting on a lot of those different things. Like if you're a fan of, yeah, like you know, speedier, punky, hardcore stuff, that there's gonna be some things that you like with that. I mean, there's some stuff that, you know, I'm listening to you, and it actually kind of reminds me of like earlier, like refused, hardcore kind of stuff, which is what I love, you know. So like, um, and doing it better than some of the stuff they're doing now, you know? So like, that's what's cool to have that, you know? Um, but you know, yeah, like I think that you're able to, to appeal to a lot of different people. And then, um, just again, your live show, like you guys are just, I I don't 
honestly understand how Jake can have such a full sound or how you guys can have such a full sound with like a guitarist, you know, like it's a little bit uh, aggravating. Um, but i'm sure that a lot of people like how do you guys do that how do you guys like have such a like it it just there's so much kind of going on and it's like and it's coming from that dude you know (laughs) well the 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 album tracks like yeah if you if you like look at our our stem files and stuff like that and you look like at the individual tracks there's not much in there it's we try and keep it pretty bare bones so that what we do on the record can be emulated. Yeah, it doesn't sound like, oh, he put nine guitar tracks, and that's why it sounds full on the record. It sounds like it's like a track or two, you know, but it, it sounds it's like it's fat. Like, yeah, like, yeah. It just it sounds awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, that's, and, you know, that's nothing on me. That's Devin and Jake. Um, you know, Jake uh, well, he, he certainly knows how to tune it correctly. And not in tune it, but like He's really, really fantastic at making the sound thick. And live, we definitely double up on the cabs. Um, and we usually do one on each side, which okay. kind of helps. Yeah, so you're kinda like but then, like, yeah, you simulate it, basically. Certainly. And then on top of that, like, he uses, like, certain octave pedals and stuff like that, that not constantly even, but just as some spice in there to mm-hmm. in weird parts. Um, but you mentioned, like, the speed specifically, like... Um, like if Jake writes everything and does the skeletons and then, and then Devin like ham- literally hammers everything thing out. I definitely have like a tastemaker influence towards Jake where I'm just, I just ruin his day sending him stuff that like, I'm sure he's complained to Devin about it. There's no way he hasn't. We're like, I'm just like, has he, this is the, this is what I'm looking for in the interview. Let's get into the, the there's no way he has it because I'll be like, I'll just go on a kick where I'll like, be like, I forgot about this, 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 this. And I just want him to know all these things that I'm like, yeah. we can do this, like all this shit. So, uh, faster is a hundred percent intentional because I fucking like every time you get like refused, you nailed it. And I love everything they've put out. They're, amazing and they're a great reference to the genre because they uh, a lot of what like any band like he is legend every time i die uh ghost of a thousand bronx like people kind of think of them as like the mainstay but like yeah refused is really who who nailed that coffin shut that part of the sound like that rock and roll vibe like even like hives mm-hmm. and that's from the same yeah world yeah. um exactly and i'm a really big fan of bronx specifically and uh they they at least when they had nor uh drama as a drummer like just leaned forward that same like push 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 and hearing a band like refused who is like that go slower is the biggest bummer like <laughs> it makes my dick so soft so such it's just like you have so much cool shit to do. I'm so, I know you can do this, and I realize like you want to do different stuff. Like these bands have been mm-hmm. around for fucking ever. I'm not judging, but like as a fan, you just want. I always wanted to hear the craziest guitar solos, the most insane weird vocals. I wanted to hear the fastest blast beats and punk beats and, and fills. Mm-hmm. Like Offspring is a big influence of mine, so I always want to hear like super fast fills from Devin and shit. And he's really good about tossing literally random blast beats in places they don't physically belong.
Well, are there any uh, specific things you want people to know about the new EP before we get into the release show and all that stuff? Um, it was our first time experimenting with recording live drums, and we actually did that here in Webster and in, in, in my house, in my parents' place, in the basement. Yeah, yeah. And um, the other half of the record, we basically did at Jake's house. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a cool time, you know, uh, just messing with the sounds and the drums and the rooms and just seeing, you know, how it would come out. We we didn't really know if it was going to be any good, but we ended up really liking it for what it was. Yeah, yeah. And it was very a little loud. bit to uh, to get out. I mean, obviously the pandemic kind of paused that. Yeah, uh... slowed it down a lot. But luckily, I think we had the drums already done like by that time. Either that or get them over over the pandemic. Yeah, can't remember. I remember we had like a majority of it done, and then like, you know, just kind of waited out the pandemic, and then finished out just like six percent of it, maybe. That's that's the exact percentage I've been telling people. We kind of we sat on it essentially for for almost for, well from the time of writing, it's probably two years close to it, like the first songs that were written on it. Um, yeah, like one of them, I think Double Trucking used to be called Henny Henny Craig. Yeah, totally different title. Like, so we, yeah. we didn't, didn't playing that one for a while, but then, but like, yeah, we just kind of like made like a decision just as a band. Like, I don't want to be the band that releases an album, to, like during the lockdown at least. Like, yeah. when there's no possibility of going to see it. And you know, when we, you know, obviously the Delta variant shit like that's going on is making things weirder and more difficult. But like we. we we thought we like kind of scheduled things like okay we know we can do at least a show now that you know whether you want to however you want to do it you know you can you can be safe and go and and you know we just wanted to do it at a time where people could be involved we didn't want it to be at a time where people just sat at home listening to this fucking thing it was like hi you yeah, forgot yeah, it's not, but, like yeah. and even if we're wrong even if everything does shut down like at least we can have like, a release show and, you know, and there were definitely bands that were trying to do that during like at the height of like of an actual lockdown. I'm like, I don't want to do that either. Like, it's kind of punk, yeah. I guess, but it's also like not punk. Like, it's a kind of a dick thing to do. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. So we just wanted to have that space, and then also, it's a really great excuse to nitpick a record for like, like yeah, there was a pandemic. We had to make it perfect. So now I guess it, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. It gets a little attention. Like if. If two years of work gets you like a little attention on like an album, like I'm fucking in. I'll wait two mm-hmm. years to record or record it and then wait two years every time. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're actually on that. I'll tell you this. We we have like we have like one plan for like already for like, Yeah, I want I want more like already. That's probably the thing with just these EPs is like I want more, you know. So. Right. Uh, and we all do. Um yeah. there's, and there's settle certain, down, James, you know. No, there's more coming. Um it's just a matter of like we want if we have some dominoes set up that we want to fall like in the right way or like we want to be involved in like certain ways and if they if they go that way, that's great. If not, you're still gonna get stuff from us. It just won't be what we were planning. But it'll be mm-hmm. At the same time, we definitely have the majority of whatever gets released done. At least yeah. sculpted, not done, but not recorded. But like the molding is there. We just got to jam it out a couple times, and I have to mm-hmm. um, decide if I want to write real lyrics or if I want to watch more horror movies and anime. Yeah. Uh, so individually, what are your favorite songs on the new EP, and and why? 
I would say the blessed peace of your eternal slumber is a pretty crazy overall song. It's it starts off with the bass intro, which is gnarly. It used to be a guitar intro, and then we we're like, hey, let's just you know have the bassist do it, and that was cool. a great idea. <laughs> and then it like turns into this I don't know from this punk thing just it to gets I don't know super heavy and super crazy, and then just this random part comes out of nowhere, kind of blasts you in the face, and you're like, wow. That was cool. Can we do that again? I am so fucking glad you like phrased it like that because that, that structure is where I got lyrics from. But talk about whatever you also want. I'll go back to that. Keep talking about what you want. That's just crazy you said that. I have to say it or else I'll forget. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Do you have another okay. one that you like? Um, I mean, I really like Double Trucking. I feel like that's a dirty song, that intro when people are just crawling in the pit and doing push ups and stuff. But really gets me going <laughs> yeah, yeah but um sound of the south is so crazy too that's just like that's a bonkers song that's the bonkers song for sure yeah the funny thing about so i'll just those three like I'm, virginia slim fast has been out for a while that exists it's about yeah years, whatever I, I love that song but it's been out like we've played it live uh before covid so like we feel like mm-hmm. that's almost an old one at this point yeah, I'm done with that song. Not done with it, but when we play it, <laughs> not done with it at all. I want more. I want faster stuff. And everything I feel <laughs> is faster. Um, so Blessed Peace of Your Eternal Slumber is so the way yeah, the way that, that song goes is like yeah, it's like a happy like rock and roll punk thing, and then like there's just these weird turns, and then by the end of it it sounds like the end of the world. And that's literally so that's essentially the plot of uh Cabin in the Woods. The Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So the whole movie's about the whole song's about that. Yeah, so yeah. it's just wow. it, yeah, yeah, it's all just I, certain certain movies just like hit me. And obviously, like I'm literally sitting in front of like my Oculus shit and wearing my thing shirt, but like I like certain ones just hit you like in a kind of way where you're like, oh, I could just write about that shit and like and just it's so when something's so much fun and crazy and like when it feels similar to a song like something musically, you're like, oh, that's just that's too cool. Like when it lines up and things like that, or certain words mm-hmm. feel like rhythms. Um, he said double trucking also a hundred percent, probably my next favorite. And then, and again, probably because of that fucking intro is just super chuggy. And, uh, I, you definitely have to come. Are you coming to the show? Are you coming to the release show? I won't be able to make it personally. I've, uh, we're out. Devin. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, I'd um, love it. I'm so bummed that I won't be able uh, to make it. I want you to be able to see a show we play uh with with these central mass hardcore kids coming out. Uh yeah. these pits are like AFI uh leaving song part two pits. Just absolute chaos. And these kids are literally just uh doing crawl pit crawls like through the dirt, through whatever dirty floor we're on, doing push ups. Yeah. Doing sit up. Shout out Patty from Sophisticated Adult. Shout out Ian from Trauma Kit. Okay, I mean, these yeah. kids go fucking crazy. Um, they're the, the sweetest guys in the world, but they, they really do go absolutely nuts. And that intro is certainly the cause of the chaos. Um, just yeah. a really chuggy mayhem. And then Son of the South, yeah, that's obviously, also, I'll say obviously a thousand times. Um, that has become the crowd favorite without, with only playing it once. We just get inundated now with texts mm-hmm. from friends and from other band dudes and occasionally a fan that'll be like that yeah. song is unhealthy for everyone involved it's <laughs> it's nuts i mean that 
that like time change in the or you know where it like speeds up like a minute in like it yeah. it gets me like goosebumps like every time i hear it you know like it is just fucking on point you know like, super dillinger yeah. yeah that was like that really what came it like it's like yeah dillinger escape plan um you know fans of that should, should check this out and but yeah i mean i, I love that that uh just when it kicks into the double time stuff and it's awesome it's an awesome song yeah yeah so, that one, and then, and, yeah, that, and then you break your vocal cords at the end. So you know, yeah. But, <laughs> when it, and it messes it, like the the lyrics that I wrote, like that's probably the only. I I don't write very serious lyrics that often. If I do, like write something that is serious, it's usually veiled in like either veiled in like a a, a movie and like using it as a metaphor and like saying, oh, I could put myself in that scenario and like kind of doing that. But some of the South is just it's just about me and just and stuff and it's. Yeah, the lyrics are like all on the table. And it's pretty obvious, like everything it's about. So it, it felt necessary to kind of push the the vocal stuff that way. It fit the the tone and mood of what was being discussed. Yeah, yeah. But let's talk about the release show. It's happening this Saturday, September fourth, in uh, Bristol, Rhode Island. That's a VFW. Right. That's right. fucking right of VFW. I want you. I love that. I, I, wish, want, I wish I could be there. I do wish I could be there. Well, the, I, I want. I want a Rhode Islander. I want anyone, and probably some like hardcore dude that is way tougher than me is going to be like, "You're wrong. Here's the date." I, I'm new here, but I want you to point, pinpoint to me when Rhode Island had its last hardcore VFW show because there's tons in. Brockton, there's tons in Worcester, there's tons in Boston, there's tons in Rockland, Peabody, fucking everywhere. Yeah. The last time a Rhode Island VFW show happened. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I'll try to find out. I know Paul from Tor Johnson has done a lot of them, has got his ear to the track. We'll see. That's certainly a a historian, and anyone from Atomic Action can certainly tell us, like they would know. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I can't think of one in five years. That's that's the number, and that's about a year after I moved up here. I can't think of one, and I'm that was pretty privy to what was going on, or at least I feel like I was aware of what was going on. So we mm-hmm. kind of made a point to do that, and we made that's a right. point to have it in Rhode Island, and we um, everybody on the bill is super intentional. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Devin and Jake are actually in. Like, I don't even know if you're announced, like, you, you have a band. Do you, like, announce, take your side project bullshit that you do with, like, your jerk off session? No, we haven't. <laughs> we haven't yet, because uh, I guess, you know, our show started picking back up, and we uh, we really haven't gotten back around to practicing yet, because we've been so busy, you know, taking on all these awesome shows. But we do have a side project that we're working on. It's, like, a uh, deathcore project called Temporal Torment. Yeah, so they've got the vocalist from Ego Death in that. Um, Morgan, is it? Morgan, yeah. Who, by the way, shout out Ego Death, so that they're on this show, uh, on the yep. release show. Um, oh, yeah. That kid, I don't know how young he is. Um, just watch, I mean, whatever he does, if he keeps doing music, he'll be famous. He has a vocal range that makes no sense. He has a vocal harshness that makes no sense. Um, he's super mature, super kind of focused. Um, yeah, he's going to do really well. So we threw them on it. Um, mm-hmm. Passion Play uh, is um, a couple dudes we know. Um, one, Brian, why am I forgetting his name? Uh, is their drummer, um, who I 
believe owns or at least operates focal art space where we met yeah. you. Um, and then Paul uh, has become a really good friend of mine. Um, uh, shout out Paul. Um, he was uh, in Rage Quit, which is now Ghost Planet. Shout out Ghost Planet. Um, but Passion Play is um, it's kind of probably a band I wish I was in. I wish I had Paul's they're job. Great. They're great. Yeah, they're yeah. fucking sick. <laughs> um, they're really fantastic. If I ever get kicked out of Alley Trash, I'll probably petition them for two vocalists. And Paul and I, are like, I don't know, we'll, we'll do something. But um, uh, he's they're fucking fantastic. We're, we actually never played a show with them yet. Um, we mm-hmm. have another one that hasn't even been announced. It's coming up probably in November. Um, but they're definitely on it for a reason. Um, who else is on there, Devin? I cannot remember. Uh, yeah, I can't even recall. Trauma like, hit, so the Clockout. Oh, yeah, Clockout's homies, um, with Devin's homie. Uh, is that another Ryan, Devin, that you know in Clockout? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Ryan, the bass player for Clockout. I work with him. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah, tiny fucking world. So, yeah, we wanted some <laughs> of those central mass. Uh, since, like, any of the following that we've gained, like, in the past couple months, uh, is certainly due to that crew. We wanted to, um, put uh, two or three of them in there. One, because we wanted to be greedy motherfuckers and pack out our show with crazy kids. Um, and two, uh, we definitely wanted to give them a little bit of respect because they're uh, mm-hmm. they're yeah. very talented and it's a, it's a specific scene over there that's really dope. Um, so yeah, we put uh, Trauma Kit, Sophisticated Adult, um, We Love You Arson, Arson, Rest in Peace. I don't even know how to describe all that. We love Arson, all that stuff. Um, we love the guys in Trauma Kit, like family at this point. Same for sophisticated adult. Um, we're trying to make something happen with them. That might be the next thing we do. That's a tease. Enjoy that. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, uh, all, all those guys in those two bands are actually like family, like mm-hmm. 100% genuinely at this point. Take bullets for those dudes. And then Anxious Wave um, was kind of a um, uh, a wish list. Like, who the fuck can we get to to headline this show? Who do we yeah. think we're not cool enough to talk to? That's always <laughs> I want to I want to get a band that I don't think like will fuck with us. I want to get somebody who's like way too cool for school, like not mean, but like we're just peons compared to. And Anxious Waves that band, I think that they're insanely talented. Um, mm-hmm. Can't wait to see them live again. Um, it's been obviously quite a long fucking time. Um, so yeah, that's it was. That was a, just a treat for ourselves and, a, and another, like, who the fuck can we get to do this? And this, uh, this Bristol VFW is like an old church that got converted into a VFW. Um, okay. It's, it's a really crazy space. Um, we're hoping. It looks beautiful. Yeah, it looks like a movie set. It's kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> and if, uh, you know, if this one goes well, we've already been in discussions to kind of keep posting some stuff there. Maybe oh, awesome. some stuff. Yeah, stuff that we might not even be playing. Um, Jake is a real big proponent of, um, just being active parts of the scene. He's always going over the guy's practice spaces and yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you're not involved, you're not going to get shit out of it, man. This, mm-hmm. you know, there's at the end of like entropy and Vogue, like I even say, you know, if you, you know, get the hell out of town, you fucking mm-hmm. do something like literally that's, I, I, I have no tolerance for somebody that just wants to play a show and not hang out, not shoot the shit. Somebody that doesn't want to figure things out, find PAs, scramble for locations. I mean, the reason we fuck with these kids from Central Mass is because, like, when a show gets canceled, they're like, okay, we'll put down $900 to reserve a different hall and, like, make the show happen because we're not going to not have a show. So, I mean, 
yeah, yeah. That's the kind of people that I want to hang out with and tour with and party with. And I don't want to. Ain't no half steppers in this crew. Except <laughs> Big Daddy King. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what can people expect with the with the show? Like, uh, with the release, is there physical release that you want to let people know about? And um, is there um, anything else that you want to tease out to people? Dirthead. Uh, we will be having cassettes for the first time, I believe. Correct. That's very exciting. nice. And uh, <laughs> we will also be having a small, limited run of these awesome tie-dye t-shirts available at this next show that we're hoping, you know, will sell out because they're uh, they're pretty neat. I don't want to uh, give away too much about them. Yeah, yeah. But show up so you can get these. Because, yeah, yeah the tape, show up, get these. tape is available at this show prior to anywhere else, correct? Yep. It's not, we, we try, we want to do any merch that we release will always be first available to show. Uh, mm-hmm. First come, first serve to people who, who come out. That's, that's who we want. Yeah. You know, we realize not everybody can. That's okay too. But we want to give first chance to the folks that come out to the shows, um, just because that means everything, literally. Um, so yeah, the, we'll have tapes. We'll have these fucking crazy shirts. The tapes are, um, here, I'll go get one. Oh, that's cool. Fuck yeah. In addition, We'll also have koozies for sale, which I'm stoked oh, wow. about. Nice. <laughs> Something yeah. to keep the very cold. Though. So yeah, we wanted to um, so we wanted to do everything really DIY. Um, mm-hmm. We probably won't do it like that again. Um, not quite so much. Yeah. We'll still like probably keep everything in house, like in terms of production, most likely, unless yeah, we get yeah. a crazy offer. Um, but definitely in terms of media, like this first run will be handmade by us. And when I say that, I mean handmade hand stamp and um and it's always like i've done a lot of that and it always sounds like a good idea when you're planning and you're like execute you're like why did i say i was doing this it's (laughs) it's not even that we actually we ran the taking forever to do this you know (laughs) yeah we were yeah this delivery time is so fucking long and you're like you're gonna do it you're like i get why now i understand um Yeah, yeah No, but uh, we, we even the cost isn't that crazy different than what we paid, and and you know, yeah, and and so we have these cool tapes. Um, I'll go ahead and I'll spoil this right now because maybe it'll make people a little rabid. So, so we have these cool tapes. Um, they're slime green because we're dirty and shit like that. Oh, it's kind of ruined the surprise already. But so new failures. Uh, and then side B, uh, we're gonna go ahead and give you guys um the first EP on the cassette. Don't know if anybody gives a shit about that, but it's going to be both EPs on one cassette. Um, that rolls. There's that. And then when you open it up on the inside, it's going to have the old album art. Um, you can actually flip the whole J card around and it's got different credits. Um, the whole thing's, you know, we figured if we're going to have tapes that have the link, why not? We don't want to leave it blank. We've done, we've bought tapes from people that have done that before and totally a choice. It's fine. But we're like, you know, yeah, we're going to yeah. be selling these things to people. Let's give some people some value. Um, so if you want to come to the show, uh, if you're at the show, I think we're only going to have 10 of these, the first run, so limited to fucking 10. Um, wow. He's, Jake just said in the chat, he's eating then dubbing tapes. So, yeah, I am, <laughs> I just got back from Walmart buying tie-dye bottles and a grate for them to dry on and drip on. So, um, yeah, we're really, we're trying to, um, to, 
to do this concerted effort to keep everything in house and be as punk as we can. We're not punk at fucking all. We're like the least punk. Jake just got like a so Jake's tattoos. He's so, oh fuck, he's still watching this. Yeah. So Jake's just got like his first tattoos in the past year or something or two years. And shout out Dan Arquette, who's now out in California. But all his tattoos are just like he'd be like, "What does this hard dude get for tattoo?" He has like SpongeBob tattoos and like food tattoos. And like, if you just like, if you found like a thirteen-year-old's trapper keeper and took stickers off, that's that's, that's, that's Jake's for. tattoos. Right. Yeah, but it, a, uh, yeah. It's a choice, and that's what's important. I think Toadstool has a, a uh, the the rapper has a SpongeBob tattoo as well. So that's a successful human. So Toadstool's well, awesome. Yeah, there we go. Fucking right. Yeah. So. We'll have that. We'll have the koozies. We'll have the dope shirts. Um, we've got some cool patches. Everything's about selling and making wow. money. It's not. We just we want to keep. We want to keep. It's all Amer- about you know America <laughs> making money. You know. We actually the only reason we want it is just so we can make more cool weird stuff. We just have all these yeah. ideas for like trashy yeah. themed stuff. Like mm-hmm. again, I'll, more more spoilery shit. Like we want to make aprons. We want to make like it's so much fun once you're in a band. Like I, I design merch and I design mm-hmm. most of our stuff. But like, it's so much better than having a brand and like your t-shirt company. It's so much cooler being like, here's my band and here's all this stupid stuff we have. Yeah, yeah. Well, awesome guys. I mean, it's been really cool talking to you. You know, definitely everyone that's that's That's, you know listening, go check out uh, Alley Trash for their release show September fourth at the Bristol VFW. Uh, It's a crazy lineup that you guys just talked about i love everything that you're doing i love the the new ep you know it's it's uh it's just really exciting it's you're you're an exciting band and i just can't wait to see what you guys do next so um thank you man yeah you know thanks thanks for so much time and uh no this has been a pleasure catch you soon you know again i'm super bummed to not make it down to that uh that's all right hopefully uh You'll only sell nine cassettes, and I'll be able to get that last one. But uh, we'll save them for you. We've got more. That we've, we've got we've got more to do, but we just we're only bringing ten. But we'll we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. set one aside for you cool. for sure. We'll send a care package. Uh, Maybe you'll get a shirt if we like you. You know, if this does well enough, whatever. <laughs> it's, all about the, it's all about the money. All about the metrics. You know, it's all about the bottom line. You know. yeah, Thank you yeah. again for having us. This has been uh, super super nice. And again, the reception to the record has been dope and. I appreciate y'all, both of you. Thank you so much.